0: Australian
1: MusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, print-worthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern.
2: And I'm Jimmy Madden.
1: Welcome Welcome
3: to Bar Talk. When colors fade to black, my fingertips will never forget the outline of your silhouette. How beautiful is that? I dive into your green eyes underneath these blue skies. You can't take that away from me. Away from me. Sitting on a hilltop, waiting till the sun's up. You can't take that away from me. When colors fade. Paint your pretty picture in my mind To get me through the darkest of nights How beautiful is that? I love the way your red dress bleeds into the sunset You can't take that away from me When colors fade
2: This is Jimmy Madden and you're listening to Bar Talk on Australian Musicians Radio.
4: Where there is no space to breathe
1: cherubs my dear little my dear little sparkly shiny cherubs how are you going guys you good i'm good you good that's good that is good hey hey who are you who am i get the fuck out of my my home studio i'm out (laughs) out and about in the world
5: hey i'm in it's cold
1: mr jim how are you I'm good. Daniel, welcome back. Oh,
2: it's, welcome me back. He's, yeah. Listeners, folks, sorry about that. He's, that was very rusty. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back to tuning in. And uh, if you are long-time listeners, you might remember the dulcet tones that are <laughs> Jimmy Madden.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to, welcome to episode 49 of Bar Talk. Bloody hell. Since we revamped. So, after you, you decide to up and leave. it's the best decision that show ever had. You reckon? Uh, I do. Okay, very <laughs> nice. Don't don't touch the mic. No, the mic I know. I know. I, I, slap, remember the, I, I remember. I remember. I was like, I used to be terrible. Then I had to train myself because <laughs> it comes out on the recording like. It, it used to be for those who were just tuning in back in the
2: very early days of this program when it was Daniel <laughs> and I operating out of the warehouse set. Um, we had these very creaky radio stands. Yeah. And Daniel was very annoyed about. The creaking, interfering with the the recording, the very nervous. Nothing's changed. There was a very nervous new, um, Interviewees who would who would play with the microphone. It is a nerves and, thing, and Danny would would only help the nerves by yelling at him. You fucking touch up my microphone one more time, mate, and I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll spray you. you. Yeah. <laughs> but if anyone's listening on this, wanting to come on, Danny's a lot calmer now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty easy uh, guy. He's he's got a new haircut.
1: I've. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to welcome you. It's it's. I've got here a good friend, Jimmy Madden, here this week to go through a few songs with me and just talk a bit of shit between between takes, perhaps. Yeah, you know me. I, I I'm always up for a little bit of shit talking. We've literally just spent the last five hours on the couch yarning about shit, haven't we?
2: Yeah, I mean it's funny. Like obviously we'll get into the music, but but ever so briefly that. We're talking about the early days of our our own performing around Melbourne and the early geeking venues and open mind nights and thus that we would uh, cohort... And, um, you <laughs> those know, romantic, it, simple it, days. It, it's all uh, the, gl- the rose tinted glasses as this microphone trips <laughs> further and further down
1: on me. D- don't touch the microphone. Oh, he's doing it again. And, um, you, ca- you can't you blame me for touching it. Now you're doing
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> he's already, he's pointing yeah. to. Um, but we were, we were reminiscing on the early days and mm. everything that came with it. And I think what was probably most fascinating to, to, to hear is. A sort of sense of community that we had amongst us. I think it's probably played off in its own radio show. In our early days, we definitely had a sense of community about the way we did things. And, um, all these years later, he said, invites me around to his house for a delicious dinner. I made lamb shanks, folks.
1: It was, it was very, was it magnifico? You're not just saying that to impress me, are you? I'm
2: only saying that because I'm still here.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Well, he's he's still here. That's the thing. (laughs) Five or six (laughs) hours later, some (laughs) god-awful hour in the morning.
2: (laughs) Uh, But I I suppose the lesson is is the community aspect and um, folks, wherever you are, keep your community aspect up and running because it's really what runs shows like this and gigs and venues and particularly in these hard times. I mean – uh, Daniel, you, you'll be able to chime in here and throw you on to Bob in, but obviously COVID has been a, a interesting addition for musicians um, with venues closing and gigs shutting yeah. down. The COVID, how did it affect you in year 2020 gig-wise, recording-wise, and all things music-wise?
1: Well, that all is from the last 49 episodes, so I'm not going to bore the audience with that. Oh, you've been over that. Oh, have you already spoken like about COVID? Yeah, people Who have... <laughs>
2: <laughs> that thing that
1: happened last year and is still I, happening. I was, I, was, I was asleep for a lot of it. <laughs> Were <are> you now? <laughs> I, I, I do have a tendency to enjoy a bottle or two of red wine. We we should talk about the songs because I, I- Yes. Honestly, I was so forgetful enough. I didn't mention them at the start. We came off a couple of cruel tracks. Great tracks. Nicole McKinney with Stay and before that, Michael Leonardi with Silhouette. Beautiful songs.
2: And I must say, Nicole M- M- McKinney- McKinney?
1: Yeah. McKinney's song is
2: very sort of reminiscent of that typical um, Brunswick, Melbourne music sound. But she's that. not from Melbourne. She's from Brisbane. No, she's not. But what she has done, she's captured the essence of, of that sort of carefree. You know what I mean? When you hear that sort of music, yeah. it, it reminds me of, of summer days in, in Brunswick and Northcote where you're walking down the streets and you think, oh, here's a bit of music going in the barn. Mm. go in and it's that beautiful... <laughs> bridge pickup on clean setting acoustic electric guitar with exactly. capo on but it's that sound of that sort of carefree summer that, that loving um, everything that encapsulates that the, 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 the delicious icy cold beers and the you know the sort of
1: not too hot to have a, a cigarette if that's your <laughs> your predisposition and is there is there a temperature is there a temperature threshold that you go that, past and it's too hot for one, is it? There's absolutely... a uh, c- Cigarette smokers will <laughs> absolutely agree with me. There's
2: definitely a temperature gauge in which it's too hot. But that song sort of takes me back to that sort of prime summer weather, you know, when you just want to have a couple of quiet beers and just enjoy yourself and get lost in the music. And you do get lost in hearing music, and you do. And what was fascinating about it is we sat there and we listened to it earlier. And we would stop and we would listen to the sounds, and she's got this beautiful sort of texture about the the notes she hits and the melodic nature in which the note she goes for compared to because the chords are quite sort of major chords mm. but she she takes the music notes to another place. I thought Michael Leonardi as well with silhouette was very much the same that and he was a deeper register, but he he definitely took it to a place
1: that you and I may not have taken it to Daniel try to remember if I, I, I didn't pick up on the deeper register part Um, no the deeper register was it was it was um a very good bit of muted guitar in it too
2: yes and I think probably I think what gets and I admit and I, I thought this too when we first listened mm. to it I think what can be forgotten about this sort of music is it's very easy to say oh well that's quite simple guitar chords so there's not a lot going on but when you listen to what's happening underneath and particularly with The first song, Stay. Yes. I had this great part with the Second song. Sorry, the second song. When the drums I I sent you the list, son. I I do have the list.
6: I don't care (laughs) for lists.
2: Lists not for me. They're only for you. It's been a while. It's been about two years (laughs) since he's done this. (laughs) Give him a break. um, uh, We've even got a warm studio now. Um, (laughs) uh, But when the drums came in, they're unexpected and they took the beat to a different place. And that's really fascinating when you hear- to some people non-music people might call it um simple sort of music but what actually you get is you get this brilliant simplicity in the main drive but the 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 other instruments are what
1: carries it don't you think that's very philosophical i i wasn't expecting such a such a breakdown oh i feel my chest is empty now that must be your favorite for the week you you haven't shut up about that song <laughs> All night. It's It's no cool change, Daniel. (laughs) That's a little Easter egg for those that used to listen to us (laughs) back in the day, which I'm not going to bore our audience with. uh, If you haven't already been (laughs) 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 immersed in in the in the in In the law, the old bar talk law, the old feel of the burn. This week, this week, uh, Jimmy, I had a good old chat. To Melbourne, um, Shoegaze artist Oceans about his EP that he put out a little while back, and as of as of release, he's um as we mentioned in uh, we do mention in the in the interview, he's playing a little show oh on yeah. this very day, so you'll be hearing all about that as well as I guess his opinions on uh, what the hell is Shoegaze because we do <laughs> I, I still don't know, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff which I'm looking I'm thoroughly looking forward to. Are you looking forward to it? I've never looked forward to anything more in my life. Thank you, thank you. He's a good, he's a good man. He just, he, you tell him to bend over, he bends over. <laughs> tell him to jump, he jumps. It's like how high? Tell him to. Tell him to gaze at some shoes, and he fucking gazes at some shoes. <laughs> you like gazing at shoes? I, I love gazing at shoes it's a bit more than I do. I just put on whatever I can find. He's like, if I find a nice pair got- of shoes, Daniel, it. It's day. He's, he's going to tell me about him. yeah. I'm going to hear about oh, it. You're going to see a photo. <laughs> so, the Oceans interview is up up next for you to look forward to.
2: If I must say, Break the Fall is a great song. So, anyone who's tuning in
1: now, make sure you get onto that. Oceans, yes, Break, Break the my fu- Fall. So, we are going to play that. That was off his um, new record. But before that,
5: oh, I yes, believe-
1: Back to
2: the start.
1: Yeah. I believe we- uh, Sorry, if I jumped over Not at all. Uh, I believe you pronounce the band Requin anyway no 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 matter uh according to what I can see here apparently they released their debut album and have subsequently broken up so it's both their debut and final record that's sort of entering um uncharted Wars. just just dropping the album and like it's like literally the equivalent of like Doing the mic drop. It's like, <laughs>
2: yeah. fuck off. It's
1: one thing to have a one-hit
2: wonder, but it's another to release a whole record. One, one, then, one, one album, one-go.
1: But this was supposed to be the sophomore single of the record. It's called Sober, this song. Good little song, I thought. Great song. Exciting. Exciting stuff going on with this one. But yeah, they, they released one one single before covid this was supposed to be the second single but the band's broken up but they've put out the album which I think is a testament to like how, how much effort you've got to put in. You know, like you've put out this record, you've got to put it out. You've got to let people hear it. I think that's exactly right. Before
2: you throw to that, you, you're bang on, Daniel, there. You know, Thank the, you. I, th- I think what people sometimes understand about releasing records is the amount of sacrifice that goes into it. It's mm. so, a absolute testament to these lads that they popped out this record and they've been prepared to sort of wear the losses of the recording and and the band falling apart. So, you know, if you like it, who knows? It might get back together. We we have formed bands and we have
1: ruined bands on this show before. <laughs> we, we, and this this has this is nothing to do with our input.
5: <laughs> we've named bands.
1: <laughs> so we, we have a ten- we have a tendency to rename bands. That that's always been our thing. I think. Do you remember when we named Knights of Fire? No, uh, this is—is is this something they don't that, remember that either? But but you do. It's, oh, it's in it's oh, in your I, mind's eye, by it, the sounds of it. It's the greatest
2: thing I've ever done, mate. Second to being on this program.
1: <laughs> well, here here they are, folks. Um, I hope you I hope you like them. It is uh, Requin with Sober and Oceans with Break My Fall right here on Bar Talk. Bar.
3: <laughs> it's a lot Oh, is anybody sober We've been pushed along by our flaws There's a lots to know here Oh, is anybody out there Even if we thought we could hide it oh.
7: This is Oceans and you're listening to AMR.
1: and gents and everyone else it is it's a bit of bit of bit of fuzz for you folks a bit of mm bit of deliciousness that was that was very delicious and in fact I'm mm, just licking my fingers right now because that was a tasty track called Break my fall by the absolutely phenomenal oceans not the one that you oh. go not the one that you see when you go to the beach although I'll have to ask him whether he does go to the beach because he's right now with me on the phone I've got Thomas. Aka oceans on the line, uh, Thomas. Give uh, me, give me your best a wave impersonation. Uh, <laughs> cool. That sounded like your EP. Interview <gasps> you done. It? See you later. <laughs> How would
7: you that was, like that? Is
5: that
7: that,
1: <laughs> that was my uh, weekly dose of bagging out
7: shoegaze artists. <laughs> Yes, yes. The old white noise and uh, vacuum cleaner memes. I've, I've seen them all. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> I thought I'd get out of my
1: system early, so I didn't feel like the interview was just a pummeling, you know, just 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 an abuse
7: session rather than, you know, an actual interview. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Us shoegazers are used to it. We're the, we're, we're the whipping boys, sad boys, whatever you want to say. Yeah,
1: but you see, if you elongate that whipping sample sound, add a bunch of reverb, possibly invert the <laughs> invert it. You, you're there with a great little sample. I think that's that's the start of a great shoegaze song.
7: So yeah, don't don't tell anyone. But I think you figured out the secret to shoegaze, and <laughs> <laughs> Quick boys, let's lock him up. That's guarded secret. Yeah, yeah, he knows too much.
1: If I disappear within the next as this episode's released, uh, you know who what's happened to me. I've been um, – <laughs>
5: yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sitting on the torturing board and
7: they're, they're stabbing me slowly. I think I've seen Kevin slowly. Shields dropping in with a parachute just to, you know, with a SWAT team coming to lock you up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're using my screams as samples. I'm going
7: to be powering the industry for the next 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was loveless, I believe. Just, yeah, tortured screams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to probably – let's do this properly. I want to say hello and welcome to the show. Um, oh, hey, well –
7: how are you going, by the way? <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's really awesome to be here. Uh, lovely to chat, music, life, love, everything between. Yeah. The, torturous,
1: the torturous secrets of the genre.
7: <laughs> yeah, I felt like it making the record sometimes, but, you know, it's all a labour of love. <laughs> I thought that you thought you were a shoegaze artist, not an emo artist. Come on. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty close, you know. <laughs> you <reckon? laughs> Take the reverb off. Yeah, Hello. yeah, we're all sad boys underneath. We all got a bit of an emo streak.
1: Hold on, so are you saying this is revel- revelatory? You're saying that emo <laughs> is basically shoegaze without the without the uh without the copious amount of reverb.
7: Yeah, pretty much. I think if you put My Chemical Romance, um, you know, add some reverse delay and some some fuzz, then you get My <laughs> Bloody Valentine. They're close enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> and most
1: music listeners wouldn't know the difference well, the most boomers let's say wouldn't know the difference
7: is that right oh no oh no it's our um, that's our secret um yeah
1: welcome to the show um good to see you good to see you in high spirits uh this morning as of recording
7: <laughs> well the is the, the out now so I'm uh, as, in
1: as of release great mood I uh, this was totally accidental I we were talking about this before the interview that um by pure coincidence, we've we've scheduled this to come out
7: on the day of the actual EP release. So, I think we've done pretty well. The timing's been fantastic. So, um, yeah, just, you know, as soon as you finish up with the podcast, just <laughs> jump on that, get on the EP, have a listen, and, uh, you know, judge for yourself if it's um, emo with reverb.
5: <laughs>
7: and then come and tell me at the show, which is happening tonight as well, as of release. Yeah, yeah, the... Um the fates have aligned, the um, the Toad Show. <laughs> Come down, see for yourself.
1: And, and a great rickety venue too. Uh, I swear that floor is going to collapse any day now. But, uh, oh, yeah. Up, this is upstairs, folks, the tote the upstairs part of the tote, I see. Is, is that right? You, yeah. You're playing upstairs?
7: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, if, you know- if you're swaying and rocking, then just, you know, keep going for it. We want to be the ones. We want to bring that mother down. That
1: finally <laughs> brings the Tote down. I feel that's bad because they've because the Tote's an awesome venue and I, we do love it. Um, but the, the amount of times it's been close to closing and then we've had to have save the Tote, which I'm not bagging out the Tote. The Tote's awesome. Um, but I feel like if, if, if a band did actually break the floor literally, uh, we might be pulling ourselves in a brunny situation. Yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah, no, we, we'll, we'll definitely keep that bastion alive. So, we'll, we'll, we'll try. Which is
1: funny because um, for those of you that aren't in Melbourne may not know about this, but the Brunny, actually, where were you, before we explain what happened, where were you the night that the Brunny happened? <laughs> I feel like it's oh, like geez. the Melbourneian's version of where were you when when the moon landings happened? Where were you when the <laughs> Brunny got flooded?
7: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just think I've heard about it in a, in a house party randomly, yeah. just sort of sort of shocked and yeah everyone's Devo. it was it was so, so bad yeah
1: it was it was a shame um, but for those of you that are, are outside of Melbourne or yeah are just not in touch with what's happening down here a few years back one of the most well-known Melbourne venues the Brunswick Hotel uh, got flooded and uh, not not from rain or anything um, I think it had survived that for a good 150 years the Melbourne weather. Uh, but, no, it was a fire hydrant, and it was funny because I, I knew somebody that was actually there when it happened, and they go, yeah, one minute we're just out in the backyard, in the back courtyard talking, next minute there's just water flowing down the, the incline, and we're like, what, what? <laughs> and then we looked in the alleyway bit, and then there's just water flooding in, we're like, this isn't normal. <laughs> but somebody had run their car off the road onto the fire hydrant. And uh, yeah, it's one of those ones that sticks up out of the ground, and just and yeah, the rest is history, I guess.
7: Oh, Archie wasn't happy about that. Uh, Archie, I think you uh, no. <laughs> I think you've triggered him.
1: You've, <laughs> you've disrespected the good name of a great venue. I
7: uh, will not tolerate
1: that. Uh, yes, but Archie's your dog, isn't it? Because you were just mentioning that before we
7: started recording, too. Yeah, Archie's a little. Uh, he's a little six-month-old uh, poodle, Bichon and um, mm. yeah, just 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 a great lover of uh, live music venues and um, tough memories for him.
1: Oh, do do especially. you actually take Archie to your gigs?
7: Oh, uh, one one day I would actually love to. He's sort of our unofficial mascot. He's um, you know, <laughs> snuck his way into all sorts of interviews and uh, you know and photos and everything and an Instagram post. So. I mean, how much does it take to be part of a band? Like, that's a band member if I've ever heard of.
1: Him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the official <laughs> second member of Oceans. That's it. <laughs> you're no longer a you're no longer a solo artist.
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was my inspiration. Really, "Break My Fall" was written all about Archie.
1: Yeah, wait, legit, or you have just been you pulling punches here? Come on, Thomas. Yeah,
7: <laughs> the fans have got to no. know. <laughs> i can't remember what that was about i think you know that the first thing <laughs> <laughs> most
1: artists are like come on thomas get professional most artists at this point go oh yeah it's about the uh vibe da, 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 da. They, they make up the story you're just like nah can't be fucked <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah well you know I, I think that was actually wrote that with my drummer and then we were like we were just rehearsing for the ep and we were never going to put that on it like we were just we kind of thought it was a joke we were just like I remember, yeah, cause I was playing this like ridiculous, like, you know, the loud chord, you know, strumming thing, and he's gone crazy on the drums. And I'm like, ah, oh, how funny. He's like, do, 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 do. So, you know, we're playing the riff, and then we're just like, all right, yeah, that, that was a good joke. Now let's actually get back to the music. And, you know, we start playing and rehearsing, whatever. And then, you know, the next week we'll come back and we're like, should we play that riff again? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, does this slap? I'm like, yeah, I think this kind of slaps. <laughs> and then we just started <laughs> writing more and more. I'm like, oh, i have got a song here, which was. Wild, because you know I don't write songs with other people generally, and um, this sort of came out of a jam. I'm like, oh, is this what you know playing yeah. with others is like? So then, yeah, that's when the uh, that's when the band idea came out. After that, so yeah, that's, I've got I pretty much went from like probably seven years writing solo in my bedroom to oh, let's play with people, and they're also amazing musicians. So it's fantastic.
1: I was going to say it's a great example of that idea that if you're just fucking around remember what you fucked around with, because it might actually be a great song.
7: (laughs) Yeah. I think I heard the Beatles say that they actually didn't write anything down, but I'd say if it was worth remembering, then they'll play it next time. Mm. Mm. And I have
1: to to say, too, you've done pretty well so far. I I see your previous single,
7: um, Come So Far, has done quite well. Yeah, the reception's been, I mean, overwhelming. I have been I wasn't expecting any, you know, like- When Mm. I first put it out on Spotify, I was like, oh, if I can just get that little tick that says below a 1,000 over that, I will be, I would have made it. And I would just, you know, kick my feet up and say, you know, oh, I'm a musician and I can, you know, plant my flag on the, you know, on the industry. But then we started getting more players. I'm like, oh, this is, people actually like it. People are actually sort of listening to it. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed. So, you know, obviously I've been writing music for a much longer, you know, such a long period of time. And then I was like, oh, I never, you know, I shouldn't put it out, you know, which maybe it's just not ready. And so, and there's been so many great people like, you know, such as yourself, just like, you know, great music lovers who are, you know, keen to chat and, you know, get on board and, you know, promote these sorts of things. I'm like, I just should have done this way <laughs> earlier. i got all this stuff now. I should have just kept recording that and started a lot earlier. But, yeah, the response has been overwhelming and I'm super grateful.
1: I know this saying is, is targeted mainly at investors, but it works for music as well. You you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And usually it's in, in you know, usually usually it's using the context of, oh, if you don't invest, you know, you're not gonna make any money anyway. Um but in this context I think it works because it's like, well, you know, who knows where you would have been if you'd done it done it it started this five years ago. But there's no harm, there's no, you know, there's no point crying over spilt milk. Again, to use, you know, cliches, Thomas, there's no point in crying <laughs> over spilt milk because <laughs> you didn't start five years ago. Yes, in another universe you did, but in this universe you've started now and you know what, you've done pretty well. So, like, good job.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's just been funny. And, you know, like, it's just one of those things that, yeah, yeah, like you said, who knows how things would have gone, you know, had you started earlier, I mean... When I first started, I was just pretty much writing synth pop. Like, I hadn't touched guitar for ages at that point. And then slowly, you know, the guitar influence started coming in. I was like, oh, mm. this, this could be an interesting sound. So, yeah, would have been a, you know, synth artist um, if it wasn't for the last couple of years when I really got back into the shoegaze and sort of, you know, post-punk sort of thing. I mean,
1: that's true. But then, I mean, if you were doing it, you would have do you think you would still be, in, I mean, this is more talking about what you think your future might hold, but you'd be in a position surely to change up styles though for like each release or whenever you feel like changing, just, you know, put out something a bit different?
7: I think so. I'm really actually keen um, on baritone guitars at the moment. And oh, then yes. um, at the end of lockdown I bought a, uh, well, sorry, at the start of lockdown <laughs> um, just at the end of 2019, mm. I, mm. Bought a, uh, I bought a uh, Base six, and just started writing all these like you know, sort of curesque baritone, yeah. you know, sad songs. And I was like, oh, this is a uh, pretty good. I think I can you know keep this up. And then you know, just just throughout writing while we we're you know in our extensive long lockdown, I um yeah pumped out an album, and we're in the midst of recording that now um at Birdland. So I'm, it'll be a it'll be a vast shift, I imagine. But I'm really keen to give that sound a go. So it looks
1: like. Uh, you are actually going to be recording it at the same place you did this EP. Is that right?
7: This EP was done at um, Love Shack in um, Footscray, oh, um, which okay. was with my good friend Aiden. Um, he's a really um, amazing engineer. He um, came out of WA originally, did some stuff with Nick olbrook and um, just he picked up the vibe super well. You know, he's one of those guys you know, he's a guitarist, but he knows synths and um, it was just amazing emerging these, I, you know, like I gave him this just, the demos I put out were just these clusterfuck of ideas, you know, <laughs> horrible mix, reverb on the bass, you know, kick drums, you know, super low frequencies and he just like, okay, I'm just going to move this around and, you know, mix this <laughs> where it needs to be and he just got this sort of soup and made it into this very nice, lush sounding thing and you know, I wouldn't be able to do it done that without him to be able to sort of get those ideas and just sort of concisely lay them out mm. and mix them. It was, a, it was a very great recording process.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you've actually switched up where you've recorded the album compared to yeah. where you've done the EP.
7: Yeah, I think for this one, I just wanted to, I'd say for the album that I'm looking at now, it's a very sort of shoegaze, there's no sort of, you know, electronic and these other ideas which I was maybe aiming for in the EP. I wanted to go for a bit more like a classic sound like, you know, yeah. big, loud, washy drums with your, you know, baritone guitars and, you know, all this fuzz and um mm, mm. yeah, I I hooked up with Lindsay um Gavina and he knows all about that and he's just he's he's done a lot of these great Aussie rock bands and I yep. think he'll just get that tone and um yeah, really nail that shoegaze sound which um which I'm keen to put out hopefully end of this year, maybe next year.
1: Yeah. Sounds exciting. Sounds super exciting too that you're that, that busy. I mean, because when did you then, <laughs> so where? when did this EP get recorded compared to, well, oh, because you're doing the album now, yeah, but when did this EP get recorded?
7: So, this EP was most of 2019 and a bit of 2020 um, in lockdown, actually. It was like, we were so close to having mm. it finished. Mm. Um You know, we actually dropped a few songs because it was was a lot more electronic at the start and then we just sort of, throughout that writing phase, like I was talking about before, playing (laughs) with a drummer, Um, you know, we started getting some more um, rock and um, shoegaze influences. So, we we, we tacked on a few songs toward the end, but that was just when we started doing the, you know, Melbourne lockdown. So, you know, by the time we had everything done, we just had a few more instruments to go. So, I was like... Um, carding a microphone between houses like you know recording stuff you know just at home and you know uh, making sure it sounded okay so yeah we had to ditch the studio for home recording toward the end so it was really well lucky that we got to get it finished in time and sort of not delayed by another six months
1: yeah yeah so it's like that the, pan- the this really was a case of the pandemic kind of fucked things up for a bit <laughs>
7: Oh yeah, you know it, it affected everyone different ways, but you know we we just we, we found a way to, to get through it, and yeah. you know it's not ideal, you know, trying to record music with a, a little puppy barking in and <laughs> ruining your good takes. But <laughs> just COVID
1: comes in, no, do a better take and just leave <laughs> yeah. the floating floating virus. I think um, I think. Uh, which show was it? Uh, Spitting Image was playing around with that idea where it's actually the virus was actually a floating virus, your head-sized virus. Oh, <laughs> dear. Yeah. They
7: let you borrow the <laughs>
1: puppet from Spitting Image,
7: surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that specter of COVID is just hanging over me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I listen to the record, I'm just thinking, oh, man, I remember the, the challenges doing that. And I mean- to
1: what's the feeling now that it's done like what what's going through your brain
7: oh it's 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 amazing having it done I think there'll be a part of me that will always I think some sometimes the ugly bit of a perfectionist and you just think oh you know like maybe I want to keep working on this and keep working on that and the problem with hanging on to songs for so long you know just kicking around the computer for ages was just that you just kept tinkering away at them and um I think now that it's released and it's been a bit of time, I can just finally let go of them and say, these songs are out. They are there for what they are. And the fact that people are listening to it, enjoying that is an incredible feeling. And it just sort of validates that, okay, like, you know, you did the hard work and, um, you know, we we had, we had some great, we had a great time recording it. So, um, yeah, that's just been a great thing, letting go and just letting it be. It is what it Hoping is. Hoping that people enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's it's It's
1: interesting because there's that sort of, um, uh, you, you know, that answer can range depending on artists. But it's really interesting because I suppose that makes sense now that you've immediately gone to that next project that you're looking forward, you know, the albums, the, the EP now is out, I'm on to the next thing already.
7: Yeah, I think this, the thing about that is it sort of validates you as an artist that you say, okay, well, I can go in, you know, and write songs and record. And um, I think it takes away the sort of insecurities um, that come with, first releases especially when it's sort of like a solo project that there's no you know there, there's there's nothing to hide behind it's yeah. just you and the and, and decisions you make like i think back to you know the earlier days like you know tweaking a snare like the eq like <laughs> you know for hours and i'm thinking what am i doing so with my life right now <laughs> what am i doing with myself and that was it that was kind of like the level of uh yeah, detail, and, and you think that you need to go into, but I think when you just sort of surrender yourself to, um, someone is going to mix this for you, and just you know get that get those good sounds, and just focus on the songwriting. Um, that's all you really need to do, and um, yeah, that's why I've been able to do this album like way way quicker, which is because I'm like getting the getting the bare basics down and getting the ideas, and then go into the studio and and then let all the magic happen there.
1: It, it sort of comes back to that the idea you were mentioning, the inner perfectionist, and I want to touch on that because there always has to be because this thing is relatively common with artists it's your own music it's your statement you know it's what who you are and you're putting it out there for everyone to see you want to make sure that it's the best the best possible thing you can put out to the world but then the the other side of that is then it does put out a perfectionism where you'll never get anything done if there's nothing holding you back so, what I want to know is who is the person that does that for you? That is what I call usually an umpire. They they're the ones that just say, right, that's enough, no more tweaking with the EQ on the uh, on the snare. <laughs> who, who is that person, and, and what and what do you think has caused them to ha- take up that role?
7: I mean, I think it's, yeah, it just comes down to the engineer that you're working with and mm-hmm. um, that what sort of relationship you have. Um, I remember working with Aiden and um, we'd go through a lot of takes, we'd go through a lot of, like, sort of mix revisions and um, usually we're sort of on the same page. Like, you know, so, like, Come So Far was sort of, like, towards, like, the, you know, third or fourth mix revision that we're yeah. sort of thinking, okay, no, like, oh, we've done it. Like, like we've we've nailed the vibe and we're so happy after that. And, and then for other songs that probably didn't need, that were just much more simple, um, we would just say, yeah, like that's pretty much it. Not much needs to be done because if we go back and we tinker with it, we're just going to be, you know, making stuff louder than just making it quieter again sort of thing. So yeah. <laughs> um,
1: That's essentially what it comes <laughs> down to at the end. You're like, you've got to step back and go, yeah, this is really just another way of adding or minusing
7: gain. <laughs> essentially essentially and and you know like i look back on some of my mix notes and then i'd say like you know the same thing twice i'd be like okay now let's put that snare okay let's put that a touch louder and then on the next note it's like "Mm, actually that snare's a bit loud and putting it down and i could just you know (laughs) mentally picture him now just like tearing his hair out and you know but like you know like i was i was very fortunate to have you know aiden's a very patient guy and, and and he will go through those little mixes and and he will you know spend that incredible attention to detail um and whereas now it's funny with the album like i'm way more chill and it's sort of just like yeah like this is the vibe like this is what we're going for and um you know as long as we you know the performances are good and we try to get in the studio we're not really going to that you know level of detail because you know he might just say honestly you don't need to do that just let it be man
1: is that pretty much the vibe we're bringing to this next next this next record
7: Yeah, that's what I think. That's and okay. I think it'll just be a liberating process of recording something and getting it out there and um, just being letting it be what it is. Is it because by that <laughs> point, Aiden had pulled out all his hair
1: and he'd gone bald? Now, I haven't met him. I haven't met him, but he didn't look noticeably, you know, from all the stress, less, less covered in hair after, from start to finish.
7: Um, I'm not, I might have worn him down. Look, I'm, I'm going to blame it on the, the the global pandemic that might have also had something to do with it. But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, a high maintenance client won't help uh, to add to the mix.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> let's just blame it on COVID. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that that thing that you know didn't do anything last year. Yeah, no. <laughs>
7: Yeah, no, of course. What 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 was twenty twenty?
1: No, with, with um, we did you go into the writing process though, because you were mentioning a bit about it before. Uh, in this case, you know, uh, come so was it come so far? You said it was just a riff or was it break my fall?
7: Oh uh, yeah, break my fall That's was right. just this yeah big that sort of chunky riff with my my drummer mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Is it is it always the case that you have to do a bit of collaboration before you can get a good idea? Or is it more a lot of the cases you have come up with a lot of these ideas just by yourself?
7: Yeah, I was recording all the instruments but the drums. So, we were just sort of going through, you know, step by step. And, and, uh, yeah, my demos were pretty much, I didn't really change it up at all when I went to the studio. Um, It was more just trying to, you know, clean up all the copious amounts of reverbs and delays I was putting on things and Mm, mm. trying to etch etch out a, a usable mix. Um, but now, you know, I, I'm playing for the, for the album, I'm playing with a band now and, um, you know, we've got a person on each instrument and that's just freed me up so much. So to have the, everyone come in and add their little bits like, you know, I'll have a guitar pedal, sorry, like a, a pedal board that looks like an alien spaceship. And then my other guitarist, Wayne, will come in and he's got an equally massive pedal board. So we're just getting all these like crazy cool textures and everyone's adding their own um, style and things, which is awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, was that something – well, actually, what was the reason for deciding to have more of a collaborative effort on this this next project?
7: Um, I just think that – well, I needed to play live shows and, and I was like, well, we, we should get the, we get a band sorted. Yeah. And we all started, you know, just jamming out the EP for uh, some shows pretty much, again, just before lockdown mm. happened. So, um and then yeah I was like, "Oh, I've actually got these other ideas," and then just started playing them with them in rehearsals and then everyone's sort of picking up things and adding their own little bits and then yeah yeah um, I was like, "Oh, this is just such a faster process. I don't need to um, tinker away in the room for years and years in the dark. I can mm. just give these ideas to people and they're amazing musicians in their own right. Mm, they, mm. Can, they, they can contribute to it. so So
1: it's the same people, fantastic It's the same people you're playing the show at tonight. <laughs> As of, as of release, <laughs> it's the same people, yeah,
7: yeah. Tonight, it's uh, yeah, the same people. Um, guitars, we're we're a six piece now, so yeah, mm. we've got um, yeah, we've got the, got old the K- drums, the old Zen KFC player. bucket, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, what do they say, KFC? The quickest um, eat to regret ratio. Um, <laughs> I hope we're not. The- <laughs> I hope that doesn't uh, apply to our music, do- but do- uh, <laughs> yeah. The quickest, the quickest listen to regret ratio. That's
5: that's
1: that's that's going to be uh, a great a great tagline. I should I should say you should put that on the um put that as the tagline for your next tour. Yeah, yeah, and, we'll put that on the like, poster. We're like KFC. You'll fucking enjoy it at the time, but you will regret it.
7: Yeah. Did somebody say KFC?
1: Are uh, you going to do it? You, oh, you got to do a cover. You got to do a cover of that song. That's the requirement. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Care.
7: I, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past us Yeah, She
1: Shoogaze s- <laughs> version of that song would be pretty
7: epic Yes, yeah, so what would we say? It was emo with reverb So now it's just going to be
1: <laughs> Synth
7: pop 2000s pop
1: yeah. Yeah, Mid 2010s synth pop <laughs> With reverb
7: Yeah, yeah it, It's like that YouTube channel Like everything slowed down with reverb that's, that's kind of the vibe we're going for I thought that was just Vaporwave though
1: Oh. Or am I getting things confused. Am I have I just offended you for getting it, well, for, for know, it up? Well,
7: you know, vaporwave is pretty close to my heart. Those, you know what, but yeah, you you are sort of exposing the the secrets of the music biz. A lot of the vaporwave <laughs> guys would record on these old, you know, analog tapes and then just literally turn the pitch control down and then just make it um yeah, I remember hearing um looking into that song. Remember you know home resonance that that meme song that just blew up yeah he was just saying how you know going through the making of it um and just how it was so fast and sort of poppy Mm. and then he just turned that pitch down slowed the bpm and it just created this hazy lushness Mm. um yeah that's 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 definitely one of the secrets
1: i feel like i feel like you know whoever listens to this is going to have a full grip on the music industry it's like illuminati you know (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> up next.
1: Actually, up next with Thomas. And the Illuminati is controlling your mind. No. Um, but it's it's yeah. weird. But no, I mean, it to- <laughs> you can say it's a secret, but like if, if the artist is then talking about how you know they're not making it a secret, I think most people are kind of interested. Go, oh, really that's how you do it? Because most people wouldn't think, oh, pitch control would do that. But it does. It makes the whole Whole load of difference. Like I know they used to do that in the eighties with a lot of the singles, where they would slightly pitch it up from the album version um, for the single release, and it would be at a different speed. So probably the best example of it is um, "Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic." That's like upper, uh, like half a semitone from its where it was recorded. I think if you listen to it compared to where you can actually play it, so like that's just an example of ah. like pitch control, and it gives this sort of weird, like it sort of makes it like, oh, this is why songs in the 80s sound different from songs that we're trying to make sound like they were in the 80s that's the difference because these days like oh let's put a bunch of like chorus on the guitars yada yada but they forget the most important ingredient is turning that pitch up just slightly that's yeah
7: and it's just it's it's those perfect imperfections you know if you're recording to tape and you get some wobble and flutter then that sort of gives it that nostalgic sort of vibe and now we've got a plug-in to do that. That's so, you know, this artificial, like, vinyl. I'm like, mate, I'm streaming <laughs> this on, you know, Spotify. There's This ain't a vinyl. So it's, it's, it's funny the lengths people go to to recreate that sort of um, nostalgic mm. feel. And, um, you know, I think a lot of artists sort of yearn for that, you know, especially growing up, you know, in those sort of eras, you just sort of, that's the sound that resonates with you and what a lot of people are, are sort of gravitating towards now.
1: I was going to say, do you necessarily think it's a bad or a good thing or are you more like, eh, it's a thing?
7: <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. I just, yeah. I just think, you know, um, if, if, I mean, every song, like, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of simplifying things a lot talking about <laughs> reverb and pitch control. Like, there's, there's there's so much that goes into making music that, you know, that sort of speaks to, you know, what you want to express and and, and what you want to you know, what do you want to say, but it's 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 just how you deliver it that really um resonates with people one way or another. Um so yeah, I'm, i I love making you know, going to the studio and making those little like aesthetic mm. choices mm. and you know, shaking things up and, you know, anything can create a new sound out of it and, you know, things that haven't been done before. Um I mean, for me, there's nothing more uplifting when you hear something that's just has that original sound to it. It just, yeah. just sort of blows you away. It's like, oh, like, how did they do this? I must know. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've got to tell you, like, I'm one of those guys who just goes on the forums and just deep dives into, like, how they got this sound. Like, um, you know, like you're talking about the 80s, how things were pitched up. And then, you know, I look to all these other, like, um talk about Vaporwave, Chillwave, these sort of guys, and how they'll yeah. get these. 80 sounds and they will slow it down and literally just the way that the, the waveforms just get stretched out and create this new sort of thing. When I first heard that, I was just, I just could not work out for Laugh Me how they did that. And once I found that secret, I'm like, that is just, to me, that's as creative as, you know, coming up with an amazing chord progression and, you know, these amazing lyrics because you've, you've produced something that just in a way that people haven't done before. And that sort of makes music have this sort of yeah. limitless quality that, that just makes it so rewarding. And a lot of
1: the times these sort of tricks and tools come by accident as the best things do. Like you're talking before about like the wobble, wobbly sort of sound you might get with the imperfections on a, a master track or the echo track that's in the echo vocals that's in, um, Bohemian Rhapsody that everyone knows about. If you isolate the guitars because it's, it's bled through the tracks, like, or it's, um, or it's, you know, it's fucking the stones and. Mick Jagger's yelling some obscenities in the background and it's picked up on the guitar. Like, these are all examples of <laughs> accidents and yet people love it, as you're saying. It's going back to that old, the imperfect imper- imperfections, that idea.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that, that kind of harkens back to what we are talking about before about trying to make things perfect. And, um, you know, maybe for like new artists, they want to just... Mm. Chisel out every frequency that doesn't need to exist and, uh, just, just try to get this, this perfect thing. But, you know, the learning experience for me putting out this EP has just been to let things go and just to let things be. And, yeah. you know, people, and people will hear it differently from you as well. Um, cause I think once you spend those late, late nights mixing away and, and hearing things, you know, a thousand times, you, you hear things that people should not be hearing.
1: This, this actually <laughs> this actually segues really well into what we were going to talk about, we mentioned beforehand, because soon we're going to be playing um, one of the non-single tracks Back to the Start off the EP. And this, you reckon, was a really good example of that. So, I was hoping that you could explain what you mean by that and explain, I guess, how the reception has been for the song, for pe- the people that have heard this song compared to your own experience.
7: I think, yeah. Uh, so, Back to the Start was one of those ones where... It was one of the original songs that I was planning on putting out and, you know, it had that sort of, you know, synth going on and, um, you know, towards the end, I feel like, you know, the style had changed a bit, you know, we had a bit more guitar influences and I think by like, you know, and this one took a fair few mix revisions as well. By the time, you know, we we're done with it, I, 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 just, I just wasn't so sure about it. It was one of those songs where I was like, oh, you know, is it too slow? Is it, you know, too much, too much synth and the people to respond to it and then, you know, I showed it to my bandmates and like, whoa, you've got to put this out. And then a lot of people gravitated towards it. I'm like, wow, like that's that's just this amazing thing when someone hears it for the first time versus, you know, the 10,000, um, really re- you sort of realise that they're not listening to those um, tiny micro details that sort of keep you up at night. They're just like, oh, this is cool and, you know, it's got this vibe and, you know, it's about this and that and you just sort of say, oh, well, I should just trust other people because... You just can't trust your own judgment after a while, especially if you're getting really involved in the mixing and, you know, and the recording process all yourself.
1: I was going to say, do you reckon you might incorporate that into the process of your current record, getting more people to just have a, a test listening and go, well, what do you think of this as it, as it progresses, as the, I guess, the album progresses?
7: Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, like, interestingly, interesting point to raise. Like, we did a live show and we played some songs off the album and Stuff that I sort of wasn't expecting, you know, just um, you know, like like songs that I wasn't really going to put high on the list. People mm. are like, oh, that's a really cool song. That's got a good beat. I'm like, oh, really? Like, I should, <laughs> I should really, you know, reconsider how I'm gonna what songs I'm gonna use as singles now because, yeah, yeah so, so I mean, yeah, like 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 I think you're sort of alluding to like people are other people are the best judge, they're the pe- best people to judge your music. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, you, you, you're just too close to it if you're involved in the songwriting and mixing process.
1: With the other bandmates too, um, how are they contributing to the actual sound of the new record? Like what, what input are they bringing to it that you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have come across if it was just, again, a solo project like this EP that we're just that you've just dropped?
7: um yeah it's it's a lot of it so a lot of the songs are sort of you know the bare bones done um you know mostly by me you know during that sort of lockdown stage yeah. and then when we started rehearsing it's it's kind of just coming from everybody like the great example is one of our songs um you know we we'll, were we'll sort of you know playing this very fuzzy a lot of you know distortion mm-hmm. on the guitars and then you know like coming in and out of those ideas and then one of the, and our She said, why don't we just like cut the guitars for the start, just, you know, have have a little synth line, um, build it up slowly and sort of have this big crescendo and then we're like, oh, that could work. And, you know, we, 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 we kind of really add sometimes, yeah, it's just like a matter of like actually like muting things and mm. just letting things build and like, oh, that's just taking a life of its own. And Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, and even just little things like the way that, you know, the drummer will emphasize certain notes or, you know, hit a certain, play a certain beat, we're just like, changing things, evolving over time. So, mm. um, that's a way better um, creative process than sort of, you know, iterating this song a million times by yourself and just having other people just come in and play through it naturally and, and bring what they in, in instinctively think they should go. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's really cool because it's, it's a case of like you do forget it sometimes, that like sometimes less is more.
7: Yeah, especially with shoegaze.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there could be a tendency to forget about that line. Maybe you should have it like, um, oh, you don't get those motivational posters. Uh, And there's a joke one you can get that says live, love life or whatever, and it's Kim Jong-un smiling on one of his submarines or whatever. Uh, Maybe you should get one of those, I don't know, like some – yeah – I'm thinking of a really bad person, get, get someone maybe a historical baddie and you just have it there. Sometimes less is more, you know, just on the wall. I don't know, take, your, yeah. take your dictator of pick, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a few to pick
7: from. but There's <laughs> <laughs> a few of those dictators. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think I can, um, you know, I think you get wrapped up in the sort of tropes of the genre and, like, I think because – I would listen to Shoegaze from the 90s and sort of have this idea about what it is and, yeah. you know, you, you, you're sort of trying to be true to the genre and recreate that. Um, you can get sort of caught up in like, oh, well, to do Shoegaze, I must do um, whisper vocals, a lot of reverb, um, you know, and, and and all these guitars and all these synths are making crazy. But then you sort of realise that, well, what these original yeah. artists were doing at the time were just doing new things. So I think to you sort of got to step back. A little bit and say, okay, well, you know, we're going for this idea, but we've got all these new instruments. We've got all these new ideas that have come out in the past, you know, 10, 20 years. Let's try that. Let's actually, yeah. you know, push it rather than just sort of trying to make the sandwich has been done before. So, that's kind of the really cool directions that we're trying to go into and, you know, add a new little flavor. So, it's, it's a done.
1: case of like, you reckon our natural state as artists is to just... Uh, try and revert back to what's been done before, aka okay, it's just a long way of saying nostalgia, as opposed to uh, trying these new things and, and varying the tropes a bit?
7: Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, we just tr- hold our influences in such high regard that we just want to, you know, do right by them and, and not sort of, uh, you know, shirk away from what we loved, I suppose, Um and there's, there definitely is a bit of a fear of sort of stepping into the unknown and, you know, trying to experiment a little bit more because then you think, oh, well, you know, what if people don't pick up on it and what if people don't like it? But um, I think for, you know, to have really great inspiring music is just to sort of step out of your comfort zone and try to push things in a different direction. And, and if people respond, they that's great. And, and if not, then, you know, just, just keep trying because you, you can just keep writing music forever. It's, it's just mm-hmm. infinite. So. Mm-hmm. There's no point limiting yourself.
1: Yeah. So, you just found it easy to just keep writing new stuff then?
7: Yeah, I think so. For me, I'm always interested in trying new ideas. Like, I kind of like the concept of like, okay, well, try EP with some synths and some, you know, hazy vocals and whatnot and um, this album will be more of a darker feel with a baritone and um, what's coming up next for the, for the new album, who knows. Like, I'd, I'd like to sort of try working within the confines of a, you know, a more limited setup, I think, um, that can sort of push things and and make the creative juices flow rather than just this infinite boundaries of what can be done with music and then you just, you'll never finish anything, which
1: was a story of my (laughs) life when I first started with
7: music, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The curse of an artist. Uh, (laughs) It's a never-ending struggle. (laughs) Um, yeah, it is a bit so, like that. So I mean, it's it's going to be really exciting. Uh, what's going to be happening, and the fact that you're going to be just pumping out new tunes, which is awesome. It's awesome. Um, for though for those listening as of today, of course, uh, as in as the day it's released, uh, what can people expect from the show tonight? Or, in other words, for those of you listening after the show, what the fuck did you miss out on?
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're um we're going to be playing a lot of the. Songs off the EP. Um, we're starting out with the songs from the album. So because yeah. I've got to switch guitars around, we're starting with the oh, baritone course. songs on the album. So, you know, that'll be a very uh dark, moody sort of um yeah. start. Yeah. And then it'll, so, it, and it'll pick up as it goes along. But um we've even got some uh track uh, some more unreleased tracks from mm. a side project that I started in lockdown again, of course, because what else can you do? <laughs> I I, um, I started chatting with some other shoegaze lovers on Reddit and um, they're out in Bristol, out in the UK. And, um, you know, I just sort of started out as this one song idea. Um, he sort of reached out and just said, hey, if anyone's interested, I've got these demos and if someone's keen to, you know, write mm. some lyrics, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Like, you know, I'm, I'm writing my own music now, but I'll totally, you know, this guy wrote some really Great sounding demos, and uh, I, I was really keen to to add something to that. And so we send a you know a few song ideas over email, and then you know I said, oh, right, that's cool. Um, so I've got these other songs that I was going to do, and then like four or five songs later, we're like, oh, we could probably do a little EP together. So, mm, mm. so that hopefully is another. Release so we're hoping to put we're out. Like the king soon. of unfinished
1: things, by the sounds of it, Thomas.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, we, we tried this and then
1: we're like, oh, we sort of dropped it. I can never get it finished. Oh, well, the album's coming out
7: soon. I swear it, guys. I' telling you, it's happening <laughs> soon.
1: Oh, and it's got this other side project happening. Yeah, yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. You know, when I die, you can bury me with my demos because you know <laughs> there wouldn't be enough
1: room in the coffin. I feel.
7: <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping if there's a you know couple terabyte drives you could put in. Uh, no, but we're we we're, we're hoping. To play some songs off that project as well. So um, yeah, there'll be a bit of a, a mix of um, a lot of unreleased stuff that we're keen to put out. So nice. and, uh, until we get to the studio, we'll uh, we'll have to make do with live. But <laughs> yeah, that that's really exciting too. So but you can hype them up.
1: You can get good. It's a good way to sort of gauge which ones <laughs> you can keep on the record, depending on how li- how much people like them. Wink, wink. Yes. Oh, yes. you really like the new track? Mm, yes, I'll write that down. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah, it's always the ones you least suspect, I've found. So, um, yeah, I might need like a little like applause and sort of, you know, keep a record of how much cheering goes on um, uh, yes. for each track. Yes.
1: <laughs> he says that as he pays people to be plants in the audience to purposely clap him on the songs he likes to try to engineer oh, yeah. the audience <laughs> to say, yeah, these are the ones that are going to be on the record. You must clap for my beautiful,
7: my beautiful uh, ego. <laughs> yes please feed the ego I've, I've got purely woo girls coming to the audience uh, we're doing a, the odd beetle strategy so <laughs> oh okay okay That's, that hasn't happened talk about
1: being nostalgic
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey learn learn from the best gotta you gotta and uh, i feel like you're, you're putting out the best thomas it's been so much fun having a little chit chat with you today
7: yeah thank you so much it's been um it's been amazing um Love talking about music and um, exposing our, our little secrets. So, exposing uh, the lies, the frauds <laughs> that we are. <laughs> Absolutely. No,
1: um, honestly, all the best. Hope the EP does swimmingly. And I hope when the album comes out that that does even better. And our best of luck for the show tonight, too. Hopefully that goes, goes well.
7: Yeah, fingers crossed for those who are. Uh, Listening afterwards, they uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. So um, yeah, thanks again, and have a good one.
1: Where can people find obviously the, your music too and your socials? You know, if they did miss out on the show and are, are, are busting to see your next
7: play, um, we're Oceans on Spotify and all the sort of streaming services, and um, Oceans Music Oz on Instagram. That's my. Social media platform of choice We'll put all our updates there So follow us there And um, get all the updates
1: Nice Nice Um, Thank you Yeah Thanks again for coming in too uh, Thomas All the best for the rest of the year As well Um, We are going to play back to the start As we were saying before Um, Do you want to just give us a little Like introductory sentence To prime the ears Because it was a good 15 minutes ago When we were talking about it My memory is like (laughs) a goldfish
7: (laughs) Um, yeah, this is my um, third song off the EP, Back to the Start. Um, it's a little synthy number with a lot of uh, fuzzy guitars, and um, I hope you enjoy And who are you? I am Oceans. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers.
1: hello hello in there you better be listening to amr
2: Welcome back, folks, to <laughs> Bar Talk on Australian Musicians Radio. You've just heard Oceans with Back to the Start. And then after that was Lucy Francesca drawn with liquid, liquid Numbing Pain. Now, I just want to touch on briefly on Liquid Numbing Pain. Yeah. It was brilliantly, I think...
1: Um, Ironically, not like the song, I felt fully immersed in it rather than numbed.
2: Exactly. The the numbing was lacking in this instance. <laughs> but it was a song that you saw, the late night drive song is what it was. Mm-hmm. All this sort of, um, uh, in the bar, perhaps, forlorn, dragging on a cigarette as it soundtracks your evening. It had that. That sort one of, hits a bit too close it, to it, home, it, does it, it, Jimmy? It had that melancholic sort of draw to it that. I don't know about you, Daniel. That it drew drew me in, and I thought, you know what I mean. there's that perfect late night, bit cold soundtrack to your evening bit, driving in the car or on your own outside the pub.
1: Um, Lucy, she's incredibly talented too. I must say, yes, we've, very. We've previously played one. We we played her previous single, um, "What Is Next," back in January, and I'm so happy to play her new single as well. Um, I want to mention, too, but, yeah, it's a great track. Mm. Um, I want to mention, too, thank you, Oceans, for coming in and chatting, uh, as well as um, Sarah Guppy from This Much Talent for hooking us up with that one. Uh, and, again, if you're listening as of day of release, the 27th of May, and you have got nothing on tonight and they're in Melbourne, go to his show. Uh, make sure you check out his socials, too, for all the details, tickets, links, all that jazz, um, and check out his EP when you get a chance. Mm. Absolutely. Great, Jimmy, great. Jemois. Je Jemois, my big boy. Damnois. Well. Uh, <laughs> good job. Good job. Great, <laughs>
5: Thanks, great call and
1: response going on
2: well, there. I hope I wasn't too enthusiastic as we came in off that break then.
1: <laughs> Very enthusiastic. I always like enthusiasm. <laughs> you do. You're an enthusiastic sort of bloke. <laughs> Don't sleep with him. We are going to go to a heavier track real soon though, <laughs> which I think is a great segue because I always like to chat around this time about and mention... Uh, of course, Heavy Reborn, mm. which is the one of the other AMR mainstays, one oh, of the the big dogs. Well, yes, that and of course uh, the Mint Factory, which is still going strong, courtesy of our good man Gareth, with a, a lovely rotating crew of crew hosts. Years
2: on, I must say it's a testament to AMR um, that you guys have sustained <laughs> the quality of programming that you it's have. Hard work. Jimmy, I need a I know, hug. I, I worked with you for 18 fucking months, mate. I know how hard it can be. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's not sure, we'll go back and listen to early editions.
1: That we haven't kept the episodes. There's a reason. They're, they're long lost to the archives. I don't even know if the archives have them. The we great, didn't record The great AMR shit. fire. Oh, the dumping
2: ground, yeah. It reminds me, do you remember when Universal Studios caught on fire and they lost a whole lot of records? Lost Louis yeah. song early records mm-hmm. and- all um, the masters for yeah. a lot of very dangerous sport. That.
1: Losing the the masters. yeah could, so could somebody you, probably got paid out a lot of money on that day, insurance wise. Yes,
2: <laughs> it's very hard to believe that it. <laughs> it just happened to happen on that day, doesn't it? I don't. We're not a conspiracy well, program in, here. We're in, not a, a conspiracy podcast. But tweet you us, wish. You
1: tweet wish. It. <laughs> that don't seem right. Universal. <laughs> what do you reckon happened in your, in your humblest opinion? If I can heart, let heart. your imagination run wild on that.
2: My imagination runs wild, Daniel. It's mm-hmm. quite a show. Okay. There's a midget and a liprechaun.
1: It is It's Gasoline. something we just can't handle. General no, Popper.
2: I think in, in all honesty, I just think it's probably one of those things that went wrong. And history, <laughs> I think perhaps if someone knows too much or has too much information, history has a way of of writing that
1: yeah just correcting re-correcting correcting the, the history yeah. yeah
2: but no I think it's probably something that, that went wrong <laughs> in the universal series or it could have been an electrical say, fault the, yeah, it could have been but there's not been a lot of information on but, it I, I find frankly a bit suspicious and well, you reckon all five seconds of your research debunks oh I've not done any research man that's on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Who, who needs research when you got Facebook groups? Well, go on Facebook. I don't and, mean that. Don't look me up and out, harass me about that. No,
1: no, not, not saying harass. I was trying to segue. Uh, go on Facebook and check out the latest episodes of Heavy Reborn and yes. The Mint Factory while you're at it. Great guys putting putting work behind those shows. Jay and the crew for Heavy Reborn, and of course Gareth and Co for the Mint Factory. Absolutely. Every week, playing some of the freshest Australian, New Zealand, and Pacific <sighs> Islander music going around. Uh, Jimmy, do you remember the the email that artists can send in their music if they are an independent artist putting out their own songs? How could I forget? <laughs> airplay dot amr at mail dot com. Yeah, he's forgotten already, folks. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't email send I it that there. One. Don't send it there. We'll, we'll edit this bit. out. You'll get the no. I'm keeping it in. Airship <laughs> amr airplay at mail dot com. That's pretty close. Cool. That might explain why you're
2: not playing into my records then. <laughs> <laughs> you just
1: got to furiously check where he's been sending everything. If you, if you
2: are listening to this, do check out my records. M A W D O N.
1: How has 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 things on your end been, Jimmy? Oh, thanks, it's, thanks, thanks, because Because those those of you that aren't in the know, Jimmy Madden <laughs> is a somewhat accomplished uh, glam glam rockwa of, it, it, of it's somewhat taste. It's, <laughs> of us, somewhat challenging disrepute. So <laughs> exactly I, I remember it, we had a little chat it was actually about a year ago to the day we were saying exactly when ago. when you came out with your first single finally after how long. What's the gym star doing these days?
2: Well yeah, so literally a year ago today, so oh well, we did the interview but a year ago yesterday, I did release a record, I did a thing, I did a song. Um the very tongue in cheek Single Do I Turn You On? Which is not me literally asking the question as much as pondering the prospect of two lovers so chemistry aligned that they shall play tit for tat kitty cat chemistry by asking kitty cat chemistry. That's the one I'm gonna go with, Daniel. (laughs) Snap him and um. No, it's done. It's done very well. That one. Um, I've I've since charted in the US top ten indie charts, which I think very is quite nice. A fab. Um, no, it's been good. It's been good. Obviously, COVID has been, and as you've mentioned in the last few episodes, been touching in its own right. Um, it's had its ups and its downs. Um, I drive a much nicer car, but that's probably that's, not that's COVID it. related.
1: Am I allowed to say? The the, yeah, the, it's the your dad's car, yes.
2: Well, right. For anyone who's listening, he might think he sounds a bit old to be driving his old man's car. I am temporarily between countries, um and COVID has made it quite hard to travel as I once
1: had. However, we aren't it is going to mention the off. big C again. We're not allowed to mention the – Well, I, I, it's my personal rule. We talked enough about that last year.
2: Who, who? The big C? The yes. Big, Big I save. thought you meant Boris Johnson. Then <laughs> <laughs> any any British listeners will have a field day with that one. Anyone who isn't pop on Google because <laughs> there's nothing Google don't love
1: than a bunch of people googling Boris Johnson. My my girlfriend always finds it funny because when Boris Johnson first became prime minister, she goes, "Oh, it's like that guy from Little Britain trying to pretend <laughs> to be Donald Trump <laughs> and and not nailing <laughs> the accent." It's like you, you are. I hate you, but you are absolutely on the money there. It is sort of like someone who, who, who avoids politics
2: conversation with some passion. <laughs> he is remarkable. No he is remarkably brilliant at playing the sort of you know how the Brits love the slightly who? eccentric uh, uh, Boris
1: Johnson or the guy from Little Britain. Boris right? Johnson, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: People love the eccentric Brit, the sort of slightly left of centre. Like
1: don't want to say it, but Jimmy Savile type more
8: character.
2: Right. <laughs> Sorry, can we say Jimmy Savile on this program? We're not on the BBC. Damn well, I'll say what I like, Daniel. You've just gone to the bottom of the pops, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> He'll pay it. Um,
2: <laughs> moving on from the Jimmy Savile. Next, next call. you're going
1: to be tapping your can of British paints like Mr. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> certain disgraced former. I, 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 for I could, for I my could feel a non
2: existent producer tapping me in the shoulder when I brought Jimmy <laughs> Savile then. For those who don't know, Google is your friend. Don't
1: Google that. There's a great documentary by Louis should, Thoreau. You should be Googling. Uh, no, you should be visiting australiamusiciansradio.com so you can look at <laughs> Pictures of you and I,
2: perfectly healthy There gentlemen. is,
1: There is, I believe. Oh, no, there isn't. No, there used to be, I think, a picture of you and me. Then, uh, then you, when you became disgraced, I think Gareth got the Took texter and just like.
2: For anyone following on right now, by the way, Leicester sitting in Tottenham Hotspur, uh, two all at the 77th minute. That's um, gonna be of no use because the game will be done by the time this is up. <laughs> yeah, I know. But if you're listening and you wanna put
1: some money on, it's a bit late, mate. <laughs> um we are gonna play a couple of cool tracks next.
2: Some cool change tracks?
1: Very nice. We have uh oh clowns, does it matter? This is a this is a stoinker, this one. Great one. It's had some riff riffage, don't you reckon? It riffage, Daniel, don't sum it up enough. <laughs> Do you like riffage? Do you think it's underrated or do you think oh, it's important?
2: I think a quality riffage is
1: integral <laughs> to a quality three minutes. Yeah? That's good. Just actually, quietly. How long is this song? I, I didn't actually check. It's a six minute No, that's the next Odyssey. one. Well, that's a six minute Odyssey. No, not that track. Get your tracks right. I, I don't know nothing about anything, Daniel. Right. The six minute Odyssey is the track after that called... Uh, Lessons, which is the debut single by Cavello Nero. Now, if you're
2: into sort of spoken word poetry slash
1: disco biscuits, it's a track for What's you. It's a disco biscuit. Is that a is that a certain something you take on the dance floor? Is it,
2: it? It, it is exactly. Yeah. What it is anyone anyway. that's very PR of you? <laughs> You've come a long way, my friend.
1: I'm very well behaved it's, it's these days. It's a two AM pick me up. I'm all about. The- <laughs> When 2 a.m. can't come early enough. Do you know, do you know, is Speaking of delicious things you can gobble down. Well, like heroin. Big, or, you know, I was going to say, is. we, don't, we don't condone heroin on
2: this program. We've merely come on here to okay. denounce the heroin usage of Australia.
1: You, you're on second strike. Between that and Jimmy Savile, you're on second strike. <laughs> what?
2: Well, you can't talk about heroin and Jimmy Savile on radio? Well, who told me?
1: <laughs> this might also be BBC One. Um, tiramisu translates literally to pick me up. Really? Yeah. Cause it's got coffee in it. Yeah. It's like to pick you up, like give you a boost. What's we'll the You have a bit of it and you think it's going to be chocolate. Oh, hello. This is, this is, this is something different. Sweet, but it's a bit bitter. Yeah. You, have you ever had that reaction when you've bitten down to a tiramisu?
2: I, I, I'm going to level with you, Daniel, to this year. I don't oh think dear. I've ever actually had a tiramisu in my
1: life. Ooh. Uh, I'm, not a on, did, I'm not a dessert eater. Depending on who you ask, you may or may not be missing out. Well, so. I'm,
2: I'm not a dessert eater, and I know there's a lot of desserts that I feel like i would miss out on. I, a mug cake and a fudge cake look awfully delicious. I can't believe myself. you never had mug cake. Uh, oh, no, when I was a wee little lad, I, I loved this stuff. Couldn't get enough I was of, a of it, a wee little lad. Didn't, have you seen photos of me as a kid?
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's one, one of original
2: you- after these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's, there's beers and cigarettes somewhere in there. You started young, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, tiramisu, I it's awfully it's it's got a lot of that powder coating on it, doesn't it? You mean cocoa powder? Yeah. I've never had a hot chocolate either. I've not had a hot chocolate in my life you either. You are very Am much. I missing out? Is there a, a Willy Walker's world out there of treats and sweets that can entice my boyhood dream? Is
1: that out there for me? It looks like you'll have to relive your youth and go through the whole chocolate thing again.
2: Frankly, after Jimmy Savile and Heroin, my youth has been destroyed enough. <laughs> Cal- Let's not bring that
1: in the program. Calvello Cal- 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 that- that- Nero. Yes. Lessons. Well played, Daniel. Uh, do you like Spoken Word? Do you love this song. And this one's the six minute one.
2: Yes. Now, what this, for any Doors fans out there, let's get serious again. For any Doors fans out there, you may remember the Jim Morrison record, An American Dream, which was recorded not long before he dined. Um, His spoken word poetry. The band obviously went and re recorded music over the top of it and turned it into an album. And this is very reminiscent of that early Doors or late doors stuff, I should say, with a very modern twist. It has a great groovy beat that goes behind it's it. groovy day. Eh? Oh yeah, and an Australian sort of sort of twist to the whole thing. So, any Doors fans out there, give this a crack. Get around it. Add it to your playlist. Do yourself
1: a favor, as I would say. Good job, good job, Jimmy. You're a good man. Um, you have you've kept a bit of the skill up. It's uh, going to be exactly uh, Calvella... Calvallo Nero with lessons, and then before that, clowns with doesn't matter, right here on Bartok. Yes. MusiciansRadio.com com
6: perfect host. You know they'd work their way around the room, make every single soul feel just as special. Now that's a gift. You know it's that place where you and I would go to spread our wings and we'd be at the bar flocking about, get down on our knees to preach those hedonistic hymns, crushing on that dirty dance floor, smoking darts breaking hearts revolving around those cheeky doors. a thing. They just swine and drink your cheap gin with their cheap grin And all the while masturbating and masticating in one in that devilish corner with their devilish sins. See now I call that wankerism at its limb best Arrogante cafe capellate. So glad I didn't ingest a little bit more. keep leaving the night. I keep trying to let go and grow. Or is it uh, the other way around? Uh, sometimes I never find out or never know. Ain't no thing. I just keep going and growing. You see, I delve into these hazy memories. They're bathing underneath these sentimental glows. What the fuck does that mean? Don't you know? Because I don't. I keep trying to put these sentences together and roll them around in my tongue until the shit comes gold The shit tastes so good No need for false teeth. I got the bling I don't even need to sing, I just preach I'm on that step and stoop Whether you listen is up to you And that's your bad, not my good Sometimes you dig, I excavate They call me Doug Nickname Whose name? I don't even know, Nick. The fuck's in a name? I keep going and going and growing. Sense overflowing. Tangential lines seem to meet up again. Incriminate, inseminate. They get me in between this. I lick my lips and cherish each moment. Cause you never know which way the sun goes and which way you blow. At the end of the day, you never know. vision I never dreamed I'd have Yeah, we started off social Don't you remember those pre-distancing times? Summer fling divines, Dancing in the dark and natty wines mm, Yeah, you had me lovesick for days I was sweating to this fever pitch Swimming after hours in your lavender haze Sometimes you showed me the way Crushing on our linen suit delights Italian summers and Sicilian nights Now take me back Sipping on our syncopated desserts that hurt Till I scream You scream We all scream Dizzying dairy-free dreams in dirty jeans Sometimes magic dirt isn't what it seems See nowadays the club kids get theirs pre-faded Pre-dined And fancy wine that comes in a box I would not like you to worry because I ain't done at this dance Horsey, I am just getting fucking started That is right, I'm a natural fibers kind of guy The drape The feel on the skin Textures, weights Where do I begin? I don't know, now? See, now I learned my lessons I suggest you do the same I Don't know about you, but my tickets, they still punch There's no need for spikes, ain't buying likes I'd rather buy you lunch
2: Yes, very good. Are we on? We on. We are. We on. Daniel, I've always been on.
1: I think we've got something important. I'm about to turn turn you on with some tracks, which we just heard. Uh, which <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Calvello Nero with Lessons and Clowns. Does it matter right here on your one and only stupid st- stupid show bar talk, you know? Well, we can't wink. That's yeah. been established. Ding. Ding. Or not? Maybe <laughs> you came for an alcohol review. Oh, hello,
2: Newcastle United two 0 up over Fulham. <laughs> so I, you bro- got, I just realised that's for have Got, big got the making.
1: notifications of the Premier League. Eighty eighth minute, we're on here. Uh, hey uh, away the lads? It should just be fuck them up the Malcoms. It's how late we're recording. They're playing the games as we speak on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only about two 2- forty <laughs> in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> In the afternoon, eh, Jim? We'll say that. It's just in the afternoon here. It's just the afternoon here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're
2: timeless. <laughs> if time is a man-made concept, and it is,
1: we can be anywhere we like, mate, you know. Well, this is the whole beauty of podcasting. So, time it's whatever is- time you're listening at the time. So, you I can't like say it's three, quarter, of five, what a blah, in exactly. the morning. Because time is just- And a- you're listening to us.
2: That's all it is, right? And we've we've established that fact amongst ourselves, but it don't exist. Time don't. I've studied this. Now it's
1: time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Now, now, what what does exist <laughs> and is so real? <laughs> it's been a while since he's heard that one, folks. It's been a it, while. It, it, it's surprisingly Surprisingly crisp. Thank you. Just like my just just like this show <laughs> what I was going to say is what is real is the alcohol review and this week mm. I have uh, probably it's going to either be rank or delicious I can tell right now I have it's, a feeling that the reduced sticker on the back it says 2P50 <laughs> might be somewhere into telling it Crafters Union I've now reviewed these guys before and I was quite impressed with their last feature which I can't remember what it was because it was some time ago and I was pissed at the time and we're in the studio I digress Crafters Union, it's the Sav Blanc in a can, and it's from Marlborough in New Zealand. So we're paying homage to our Kiwi brethren this week. Over the pond, they should—they do normally quite good wine, So you should be all right here. Yeah? Now I can't read the wine wank wank. Hello. because the discount sticker is covering it, <laughs> and I it's can't be bothered a, peeling.
2: Never a good sign. So, so do you want you ready to ready to be? Uh, I, I'm ready for you to blow my mind here, mate. The yeah. Wine in the can is a relatively new ph- phenomenon. It is. It, very in very world new. of...
1: Just in the grand scheme of in things. The, in it all. Are you ready? Now, you, t- you said something about crisp before. I thought that was a very crisp opening. You know what?
2: That tickled my fancy. That's quick. It was
1: quick. It smells very dry. You, is it white or is it red? It's a sav. It's of course it's white. So it's So it should be dry. Not a white so dry. That is your not eyes bad are blinking. Bad. Not no. Not bad. Oh, not bad. Have, have
2: a sip. Uh, That's I'm going all right. To try the uh, Crafters Union Sav Blanc
1: Marlborough. Mar- That's
2: So it says on the bottom Marlborough.
1: Marlborough. Well, I've quit smoking. Then you're cigarettes. from the UK. You should know better how to pronounce these weird English I gave you this fucking language, mate. I'll take it back from you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the language. Now you're gonna pronounce it how I wish to. That's got that's. Oh hello. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a hello moment. There was a hello moment in that. That that
2: gets a hello from us. That's a sip and a hello. Yeah, I give that three an, and a half out of five hellos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's, thanks, mate. That's <laughs> no worries, a, have another one. Yeah, I'll just. <laughs> all right then. Um, what it been, is is it's got it's got you you sip it and it's got an immediate taste. You swallow it. There's a second. There's an aftertaste, <laughs> and that aftertaste is yellow. We think I didn't expect that.
1: No, but it's here. You think that's it? That's that's all that I'm gonna. But be it's off here. With. So and you I think, whoop. all right, yeah. Mm.
2: So I'm gonna sip it, and then there's the give me a rating. <sighs> Swallowed. Second.
1: Here's the hello. Here's the aftertaste. Hello. There it is, lingering in the back and the It does linger for a while in the back. It's sort still- of- It's like a fruity sort of sour sourweariness. It's definitely sour. It's immediately sour. Then you
2: pause and it all goes away for a moment, and then it comes back like the Jeffrey.
1: What? What? What is the Jeffrey? Jeffrey is a certain type of drug. Okay. <laughs> I'm really bad with 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 the, the Daniel, late You're night. the biggest drug head I know. And if his parents are listening, proud of intervene. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's delicious. So I, I give it a three three and a half out of five hellos. You give it a <laughs> Oh, in um
2: for a comedic effect I'll give it two and a half, but in all honesty I'll give it a one and a half. What? You're very- I Daniel, I would I am no wine connoisseur,
1: but I would not buy that. I'm okay. sorry.
2: I it's not often I I knock.
1: Well, I, I only knock bought down it because a- it's on the discount pile.
2: Look, if it's in the discount pile yes. But I'm not a big fan that of wine out of can, which is why tonight I brought in this delicious Guinness <laughs> Extra Stout Original Recipe, Dark and Lively. That's the, that's the Guinness, in, but with, in, extra pe- in the with extra oomph in it. Bottle. It's um, the, <laughs> the Guinness Extra Oomph. It's oomph. It's like 6% or something. Drink responsibly, they like to recommend. Oh, the they have to say that, that for legal purposes. The one that it all, Daniel, the one that started it all, Car- characterful, subtle hints of fruit, vibrant hints of roasted coffee, toffee and caramel in a definitively crisp finish. I don't believe any of that. but I, sure, I it's was delicious. handing you the
1: can to have another sip of the. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I,
2: th- I thought that was the closest you and I will get this to a said- drive-by for yeah. a weird gentlemen.
1: <laughs> you, you went two and a half or one and a half out of five, but we don't know what out of five it is. I'm coming around to it. The more I sip it, okay. see, I reckon it, you've got it, to have it, several it, it, sips it, it, before it, it, you review it.
2: Is it it's a goon in the can? <laughs> well,
1: I was going to say, is goon it fancy? Is,
2: it's fancy goon. goon. It's fancy it's can goon.
1: goon. That sounds so bad. And
2: uh, international folks playing at home, goon is cast wine or
1: boxed wine, Bo- box ba- boxed bag boxed wine. wine. You know how the Amer- you know how the Americans <laughs> can't get around the fact that Canadians have bagged milk. No, I didn't know. I that. don't think. Yeah, Canadians have bagged milk and they have to put it in jar jugs so you can pour it. Speaking of milk,
2: I, obviously, as I mentioned, I'm in between mm. countries right now. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm briefly, temporarily laying over at my folks' place. I saw my mum pouring some milk back into the carton this afternoon. Why? She had a few friends around for a bit of the mother's sort of, how, how's your old pours father? a bowl of milk. Were they cats or yes, a friends? No, cats? no, she had is little, your a she cat had, lady, Jimmy? She, she had little pouring jug for the teas oh, and the coffees. Okay. And I saw her just quietly just popping it back in the. I'm not a milk drinker, so don't faze me. Is your dad a milk drinker and would he
1: be disgusted at such immoral behaviour?
2: Frankly, you don't pay enough attention outside of my own world to know. <laughs> but I did notice that she was pointing, is that right? So write to us, tweet to us, or however we get in contact nowadays. Is pouring the milk back into the milk jug after you've had friends around, is that wrong? It's like taking the biscuits home from a friend. You know, if I come around and bring a pack of biscuits, okay. the obligation is that I leave the biscuits with you. Was that a thing? It's a, a bit tight to take him home. Oh, it's like bringing the box of favourites, the box of chocolates. Exactly. And you, yeah. So is is pouring the milk back from a little milk pouring canister back into the jug of milk, is that, should it go down the sink or is that is that
1: wasteful? That's like... Drinking a beer, forcing yourself to regurgitate it back into the bottle. Is that analogy p- appropriate here? Oh I, I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, whatever. You have your opinion.
2: <laughs> no, but do you think do you think is Are you a are you a biscuit
1: taker homer? That silence says it all it? I mean I take them from the supermarket to my house, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> so if you were to come round to my humble abode. With a packet of biscuits, your humble abode.
2: Would you would you take home if they, if no you brought really some really. tin tams around to my I'm, house? And we shared a cup of coffee and a yarn, and there was four tin tams left. <laughs> would you pick up the tin Tam packet and would you take it home then? That's what
1: I want to know. I, I would have a good helping of them. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, that's. But not, I wouldn't take the box back or the, the bag or the container, the cart. What what? I don't, what's the proper term the for fillage. a village? Dillage, stillage. No, Is I don't know what you
2: call it. A, a tray. It's a tray. It's a tray. Of tin tams. A tray
1: of a tin of biscuits. Well, I mean, tin again, tams don't f- come for in the a international tin. friends are tuning in. Tin tams get random, delicious. delicious. Actually, if they did come in a, a tin, it'd be a tin tan. Yes,
2: <laughs> that's probably why they never went for it, Daniel.
1: Because <laughs> my alliterations are just too strongly. just can't handle it. Neither can I. Yeah, um, but, but I can handle the. Let me bring it up. The Crafters Union. Sav Blanc in a can. I can do it. You can. You yeah. can. You can. Well, you can't. You- but I can.
2: Well, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just. Yeah, ain't no Guinness. It ain't no heart playing original recipe. <laughs> By the way, can I just ask a question? I want to throw this out to our Bartlett family
1: mm. who are still listening in. When it comes, I think to- after that tin, I think after that tin, Travis. <laughs> I think we lost. Most of them. The Oh, hello. That was That's your phone. Things that are just falling. No, that wasn't the, the phone.
2: That was part of your laptop.
1: Was that my laptop charger? But yes. Um, Wrecked my laptop charger. Do you think
2: that we should bring in a rule that after 8pm at McDonald's, if you buy a Big Mac and large chips, you should get a pint of beer with it? Why do we have to succumb to no. the sugary foe that is Coke? Because it would Could be cold. terrible beer. Not. Well, yeah. If it's it's what if we had Heineken on Let's tap? What if we could a, get a
1: pint, a pint on tap? I feel like it's going to be too contentious. People going, go, "Oh, I didn't have this beer." Or oh, it's, it's carton. I can't stand carton or Heineken. Don't want to drink no Dutch or shit. Something, yeah. But would
2: you, would you, would you enjoy a nice big Mac meal with a nice pint of beer?
1: Well, I don't know because usually you have the macas after <laughs> yeah. the beer. So whether before. The beer works or not? I'm not sure. So let's
2: just say you and I have had a casual 12 pints down at the old Boozer. Mm. And we're number 13. Let's we, go. Yes, exactly. We go to McDonald's. We think we could, oh, all right, we're on here. We'll have a couple of uh, uh, burgers. We can have pint number 13. I'm just saying, McDonald's, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, first of all, business partnership. Second of all, <laughs> He's beers beers at the
1: at the kiosk. <laughs> well, after eight, I
2: don't mind that like, during
1: the day. Will fair they enough, come in it, those, it's got a bit of post mix. Will they come in the cups and is it the one where you have to drink it out of the straw?
2: No, I want it to come in the in the McDonald's branded pint glass with a big yeah, okay. yellow M um, that's been chipped off by the dishwasher over <laughs> years
1: and years of because
2: they that's
1: the thing. You know We had up until recently, um, because we had to sell we had to get rid of them. There were too many of them. A uh, person we knew was collecting the Macca's cups from over the years or the Macca's oh, yeah. glass from over the years. It's like every time the Olympics comes out, they'd come out <laughs> with another slightly differently shaped glass. Can I, I, I tell you a funny story about
2: those glasses? I was playing a show in... For those who aren't familiar with Victoria, Warburton's relatively regional, Victoria. It's, yeah. about, it's, about, an hour, it's about an hour outside Pretty regional. Of, yeah. Probably two hours outside the CBD of Melbourne. So pretty regional. I played a show up there. And I was sort of, uh, yeah, a, a price. Can't remember what it was now. Probably door, door and true, really. Anyway, gone up there, done this show, and I got paid in those McDonald's glasses at the end of the night because the venue was very broke, and all <laughs> they had left that was their capital was these McDonald's glasses. And I sort of, I figured. I might as well, well leave here with something. A <laughs> so <I just laughs> McDonald's
1: glass it is, and
2: I, I put them in the car, and they they've sat in my cupboard for they actually they're my music box of all things because so they're so bizarre, right? So that uh, should probably last the last of So it would have been 2014 or something. I think that came out,
1: and and was you've worked perhaps. out the market value of them yet?
2: I still think I'm behind on the petrol that I drove to get okay. to that show. <laughs> what
1: have we got coming up next? We have got two songs. <laughs> A couple of cool tracks. Easy Day, Silence. This is a track I can't remember where I've heard it before. I think Gareth's played it to me, and he's gone, "This is cool. You better, you better listen to this." And I'm going, "Yeah, whatever, fucking Gareth. Just, just, I just want to have, I just want to have a little chat." <laughs> now listen to this song, bro. It's good, bro. Actually, I don't know why <laughs> he never says bro. He's, he's not Kiwi. It's, you don't have to be a Kiwi to say bro. Totally um, insensitive. It's a good, it's a good track. I like the, like
2: the hook. Good. Yeah, hook. It is. It's actually, it's a great track, is what it is. Let's not, let's not play it down. It's a great track. Yes. It's got my, my two thumbs of approval. Okay. Uh, yeah, he only gives me one thumb. Sure. I've only got one thumb. Where's the you other can't one? can I see this on radio. There was an incident. I don't want to talk about it. One day I'll talk about it. <laughs> Perhaps, Perhaps day that today will be the day. That today is not the day. I was just born with that one. I'm thumbless. I've also got no eyebrows or
1: eyelids. It's quite a conundrum. I look a bit like a vase. We'll have to send you a picture later and make up your own mind about that. Tell us whether he we've photoshopped on his ear his eyebrows. <laughs> Hashtag or not.
2: Vance or Jimmy Madden.
1: <laughs> Afterwards we're gonna finish on uh Hallie's oh, well news, played, news yeah. song. Thank you. Fairy bread. Which uh, you said she's just yes, just you know, copying the Madonna look.
2: Yes, well, when I say oh, I said she was copying the Madonna, I wasn't sort of outrightly saying, but if you do check out For her, legal
1: purposes, there's yeah. no resemblance <laughs> whatsoever. No,
2: there's a very clear distinction.
1: <laughs> but if you
2: do look up her social medias, she has a very, very sort of- The prominent sort of, it, 80s well, frizz, Yeah, let's it, say. It's, it's Madonna come uh, Marilyn Monroe in, in um, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend is okay. really what it is. And I think that's probably what she was channeling channeling. At the time, was See,
1: a the Marilyn Material Mun- Girl? The, yes, and- the Marilyn Monroe Material Girl. Look. Marilyn Monroe.
6: Oh, yes, yes of course,
1: yes. Um, I thought you're about to say Marilyn Manson. And I was like, what? Wait, what? Look. Not- We've already gone down the Jimmy Tavel route here tonight, we Daniel. Gonna go. Let's all go down I'd, the Marilyn say Manson Savory,
2: famous people. Yeah. what well, How about that Ted fucking Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> Real charmer, I was told. <laughs> had a way with words. Anyway, um, had a very. Madonna slash Marilyn Monroe look a very, very beautiful but um, particularly sort of sexy sort of pink glove movement that she's got going on. Um, and you're right with the, the hair, very 80s, very... Not eight, the music is not 80s at all, but she's 80s inspired in the look. She's very much done that, found that fine line that is a homage to the olden days that's not... A dated sound. Oh, look, she's managed to bring it into the
1: modern day. Very nice. She's got a tour coming up soon, too. Does she?
5: What's,
2: where's
1: she playing, Daniel? Playing around Sydney in that. She's also playing down here in Melbourne on the 24th of June uh, and a few other places as well. Wollongong as well. The Gong. Byron. Byron Bay as well, by the looks of it. But, yeah, just playing around. So Make sure you go and check out her socials if you're keen to see that. Um, thank you to all the artists, too. Make sure you go and check them out and- Give him a like. Oh, my word. And a love for us. A cuddle from me and Jimmy to the artist. Also, for anybody who, who's not a musician,
2: who's often wondering, how can I support my musician friends? Liking, commenting, sharing on um organic posts on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter is the key. It's very Even important. Even if you don't know what you're liking, like it <laughs> or, or react to it. it. No, I mean, seriously, it is important that. They work against us, so the more that you do, the free the, the, the free way to give back to your mates is to engage in the social media.
1: And, of course, speaking of social medias. So engage in me. AMRs and Bartalk social yes. medias are as follows, Jimmy. D-A-R-R-E. Thank you. Very well spotted. No, it is AMR Australia on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and Bartalk. You can find us here on Facebook and YouTube um, as well as wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want to start out and just see it all, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or com forward slash bar talk. But go to the website, australianmusiciansradio.com, where you'll find all the AMR stuff, all the links, all the all, shows, all of it, podcast specials. I've oh, got a couple of cool, exciting ones coming up at Suki Lounge soon, uh, which is an awesome business partner of AMR, along with BizOps Solutions and Music Factory Direct. Uh, love those guys. Um, actually, as of, re- as of release today, uh, we will have gone to see Nat Vaser, who you will remember we interviewed about a year ago when her album came out, and we're going to be catching up with her soon. So that, that interview should be out on the uh, website and probably up on the socials and wherever you get your podcasts because I'll probably link it to the page Nadia's come out.
2: That's a bird from earlier.
1: Who? Nadia. Who's Nadia?
2: The bird I remember from when we interviewed years ago.
1: No, no, this is someone different. Do no, no, know?
2: I'm just saying that you reminded me of. Oh, Nadia. okay, okay.
1: No, this Who's, is Nat Vaser. It's, you, you haven't met Nat Vaser. Don't get confused, Jimmy. Don't I think it. I need to put you to sleep soon. <laughs> 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 Jimmy, you big son of a bitch. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's it's been too long, and I'm so it's, happy it's, that we had been, you back. It's only been twelve months. Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah, uh, if you haven't checked out the Bar Talk Shortcut from about a year ago, where I interviewed Jimmy right after yes. his first single, go and check it out. Now we did it live, just outside my house on the street in the rain, raw and original. Under the brolly, yeah, it was actually it was raining a bit and there were cars going past, but uh, I thought it came out pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy, my friend, Daniel, tell, tell me what songs we're about to play.
2: <laughs> we are about to play well thanks for that mate we are about to play I don't play like to give
1: him any warning Izzy uh-huh.
2: Day with Silence and Holly with Fairy Bread and you're listening to Bar Talk on Australian Musicians Radio see you next week not me maybe
4: flickers of follow my eyes while I study